Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, last night on RTE, uh, Primetime uh, had uh, the story of Baby Lee and a total of 18 babies who had their organs sent to Belgium after they passed away for incineration without the knowledge or consent of their bereaved parents. And this happened not 20 years ago, it happened in 2020. Niamh Griffin from the Irish Examiner uh, is um, with us at the moment and uh, she is covering this story. Good morning to you, Niamh. How are you doing this morning? Very good, thank you. So this obviously relates uh, to Cork University Maternity Hospital, um, but it's fair to say it's had an impact here since we were talking about it on the show yesterday and right around the country as well. And it's very heartbreaking uh, to watch, isn't it? Particularly the parents of Baby Lee tell their story. Just briefly remind people about the context. Mm -hmm. Sure, yes, it was very difficult. So we saw a family from Cork, Leona and Birmingham and Glenn Callan, who talked about the tragic death of their son, Lee, in September 2019. And they were aware that organs were retained, but um, were not aware that a decision was made in 2020 to send um, his brain, actually, sorry if that's maybe disturbing for people listening, but to send his organs for incineration to Belgium. And they only found out about this in May of this year. And people might wonder, you know, what would be the legitimate reason for the hospital to request the retention of a, a baby's organs? Um, it, it was about a post-mortem, wasn't it? That's right, that's right. And um, because uh, baby Lee was a twin, and his brother survived, so there was um, there was a need, I suppose, to find out what what had happened to the ch- to the child. But it's diff- very difficult to understand. And as the, the mother Leona said, that the baby passed in September, and why was his organs still retained in March? So even though the hospital says that this was due to the pressures of COVID, it's not clear to the family why that gap remains. Yes, it's the timeline that confuses a lot of this um, in terms of the explanation that Cork University Maternity Hospital have given for why this took place. Yes, and it's also worth saying that there's two hospitals involved, that the the decision appears from the hospital statement to have been taken by Cork University Hospital, but as the family were patients of the maternity hospital, it fell to the maternity hospital to inform them of what had happened. Um, the hospital statement says that the maternity hospital themselves were only made aware of this in late April. But the reason that they gave for not being able to retain the organs or not talking to the families about it was? Was that um, the burial spaces were full and they were concerned with the, the possible advent of thousands of deaths at the start of covid um, but it is not clear. It's it said in the statement they decided that cremation was not suitable and the statement does not clarify why they decided that incineration in Belgium was suitable. Mm. Um, so um, it's very unclear and I'm sure very upsetting for a lot of people listening. Yes, indeed. Um, so these uh, remains ended up going to Belgium and mm-hmm. unfortunately didn't receive any particular or special treatment. 
No, no, which is very against the, the HSE standards and recommended practices for post-mortem examination services. And as people may remember, in 2006, we had a report on this exact issue following, following a very upsetting scandal when many families were placed in a similar situation. And we had thought this was, you know, one of those never again incidents. And one of the key concerns of the hospital authorities uh, before these revelations on RTE Investigates uh, last night was, it seems, more about potential adverse publicity. Uh, Yes, this is something that one of the pathologists raised with the HSE because they were concerned about an internal um, review which uh, did not um, mark the incident as of the, the sort of highest level of risk that the hospital would have and did not refer to parent, families' distress, but appeared to indicate a concern about publicity if this emerged. Right. Stay w- so that's very upsetting. Yeah, stay with us, Neil Griffin of the Irish Examiner, who's writing about uh, this. Uh, we were chatting about it on the show yesterday, including with Aoife Hegarty of RT Investigates, uh, yes. who was involved in uh, putting together this uh, extraordinary programme. And uh, some um, Limerick mums who we know pretty well on the show are with me now. First of all, Maria, good morning to you. Good morning, Joe. How are you this morning? I'm all right, thank you. Uh, what uh, was your reaction to what you saw? Firstly, I would like to pass on my deepest condolences to the 18 families involved in this. It's just heartbreaking. I can't begin to believe what they're going through. They've no closure at the moment. It's just I had to keep pausing and stopping and watching back the programme. I, I couldn't watch it in one whole piece. Even now, thinking of it, it's heartbreaking. As a mum, I can't believe, begin to believe what those parents are going through. Yeah. And of course, we, we know that this isn't the first time that something like this has arisen. And I suppose most people would have assumed that it would never happen again. This is the appalling fact of it. We went through this many, many years ago. And to still think in this day and age, this is still going on. It hasn't been rectified. There's a lot of questions need answering. Our governments need to stand up. The, the people who have made the decision on this, it's just, it's, it's outstanding. It's just, it's heartbreaking. It's not, it's not good enough in this day and age that people are suffering this way. The, the, well, sorry, Joe, yeah. No, interestingly, I, I know that your family has um, had um, overall a, a quite a positive experience, I think, at Cork University Maternity Hospital. We did. Um, uh, firstly, over two years ago, my beautiful niece, Tara Grace, was born. And then more recently, um, on the 27th of July this, this year, um, Olivia Grace, uh, sorry, Olivia Hope called came into our lives on the 27th of July. It's very emotional for us because her dad, my my brother-in-law, passed away only four days later due to a short illness with cancer. Now, after little Olivia was born, she was brought to neonatal and spent 10 days in there. On, On behalf of my family, I have to say, I want to thank each and every member of staff from CUMH. They were absolutely amazing. They went above and beyond professionally, personally, and they helped my sister Diane get through this very rough stage and chapter in her life. So it's like it's not all bad with the UMH. The staff were just exceptional and are still 
looking after my sister at this present time. Right. Well, our condolences on that uh, very difficult situation. Do you Thank think you. then from your own contact um, that the staff themselves will be appalled and distressed by these revelations? Oh, without a doubt. The personal side of the staff, the nurses, the neonatal, the midwives that actually looked after my sister on a personal side of it after their own working hours, they would be horrified to think that they're going to be targeted under the CUMH with all this. I don't don't want to see that happening. It happens in every industry. It's the the government, it's the top-notch people that are making these decisions, the appalling, cruel decisions that affect people's lives, not just the families of these poor, suffering kids, but also of the the families of the staff that work there. It's just not good enough anymore, not in this day and age. Questions need to be answered. And people, people need to be named on this and in a sense of who was, who, bl- who was to blame. It's not good enough anymore. Yeah, uh, uh, Maria is talking to us uh, and Neve Griffin from the Irish Examiner is still with us as well. Now, the government have briefly reacted to this so far. I think it arose in the doll yesterday and it appears as though they're looking for um, confirmation from other maternity hospitals around the country that the same thing hasn't happened there. Sorry, and condolences, Maria, and the loss of your brother-in-law. Um, but yes, Joe, the Minister Donnelly, the Health Minister, and the HSE have asked all of the hospitals to review their own practices. So they've been told on sort of an initial reaction that this has not happened anywhere. But the HSE has now asked each hospital to carry out a full review. Um, and I think University Hospital, Maternity Hospital Limerick, have said already that. Um, up to 2019 that they they did um, outsource some care for the neonatal um, uh, remains. So they're examining that. But the impression from their statement again is that they're sure this hasn't happened. Yeah. Another friend of the show and uh, mum here in Limerick, uh, Sarah Lee, is uh, with us as well. Good morning to you. Hi, Joe. How are you? Not too bad. Um, So what do you think of all of this? What do I think of all of this? Oh, I just think it's—I just think it's totally shocking, Joe. That you know, here we are in 2021, and human life is degraded and devalued in such a way. And um, I just look at the language that's being used. I—I I feel that it's all an excuse, you know, like uh, facing the potential for increased death space needed to free, free up from space in a mortuary so a decision was made to send the organs of 18 babies abroad for incineration. Just excuses. And using COVID-19, like what was it? The hospital said a decision made out of absolute necessity and desperation. I just feel that life isn't protected. And um, it's just, a, again, excuse an excuse for, you know, malpractice and for a complete overriding of human rights and consent. Um, each of us possesses the power of the human right to define our own health and the autonomy of over our bodies, and that we choose the manner that in which we die or support our own health and bodies. And when consent is ignored in medical practice, human life is devalued. And there is an article in the Human Rights Charter of Human Rights that protects the rights of a child, 
And in all actions relating to children, it says, whether taken by public authorities or private institutions, the child's best interest must be of primary consideration. And I feel that this is not at all being looked at in this context. And I feel that people need to be held accountable. Um, you know, that consent has not been actually um, exercised in this case. Yeah. I mean, one of the things, uh, Neave Griffin, the Irish examiner, that slightly confused me is that uh, we have a lot of expertise in this country when it comes to dignity and death. I mean, there's an undertaker in just about every town and village in this country. Surely, with the consent of the parents, they could have reached out. I think we're talking about the remains of 18 babies here and found some way of doing this that uh, took account, if that's the case, of whatever concerns they had about the uh, mortuary in Cork in the hospital? Uh, yes, it is very unclear, isn't it? I spoke to a social worker yesterday who has worked with a number of, not these particular 18 families, but other families in similar situations. And she said that there would always be a discussion. So the family could choose to have the, um, the, the, the retained remains returned to them and they could be interred in the grave of the, the person who had died or the hospital could arrange burial. Um, and there's very clear guidelines for how that can proceed. And it just seems that these basic decisions were not taken and not followed. Mm. And obviously, um, as we've mentioned, you know, and listeners are very much picking up on this. Uh, uh, Mum of Baby Lee said uh, that her child's brain was incinerated yeah. with waste, That's not cremated, horrific. incinerated. And uh, Maureen says, who in their right mind would think that's un- OK? It's unbelievable. Um, and she says she really can't understand this. Um, yeah. But and they, they do not seem to have taken advice from Cork University Maternity Hospital. This seems to have been an internal decision. Um, no doubt driven, I suppose, by the, the panic and fear we were all feeling last year. But that's why you have guidelines, so that we as individuals don't have to make these um, on-the-spot decisions. Mm. What is likely, do you think, to arise from this now, Neve? What are the next steps? Well, I think the first thing will be the findings of the review that the health minister and the HSE have asked for. So if it turns out that this was an isolated incident, then there will be, and the the, H, the Cork University Hospital are doing an in, their own internal review, um, then that that's one pathway. If it turns out this is a wider problem, I mean, this then, you know, that's obviously a much, much bigger issue and could roll on for some months. But you would hope that for people listening that this is an isolated incident. Isn't it amazing that every time we think we have emerged from situations of this kind, mm-hmm. something else has a tendency to pop up? Uh, yes, it is very difficult. The way that we deal with um, death in infancy has been quite complex in this country and, and really um, distressing and upsetting for a lot of families. Mm. So I think maybe we should say a, a thank you to Leona and Glenn who spoke out because I'm sure that was quite difficult, you know, to in- invite all of us into their grief. 
All right. Okay, obviously we were talking about it yesterday. We wanted to come back to it this morning after the RT Investigates um, programme was broadcast last night. Still available on the RT player, but you know, it is a difficult watch as uh, our contributors have already pointed out. Thank you very much to Neve Griffin, who's writing about this in the Irish Examiner uh, this morning. And thank you to two good friends of the show and mums here in Limerick, Maria and Sarah Lee. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.